Welcome. Well, you are at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we are so delighted that you have welcomed us into your home today. We certainly would love to hear from you. So today, we're taking your questions and your comments from our viewers at home. And if you're watching, it's Monday, and we are here. We are very live broadcast. Give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can always reach us at 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. Well, the question for today's show is this. How are the transcendent and self-evident truths enumerated in the Declaration of Independence created equal, inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as relevant today as, the, as at our America's founding? So really, how are you passing on the truths on this 4th of July and always? And so, you know, we're getting ready for holiday and moving forward and we're looking at our country. I know many of your hearts are breaking, seeing where we are and we say, how far has the ship moved from the dock? And it's like, are we really being about the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, how we're living, how we're being, um, yeah. the laws, the way that our country is going morally, and we have questions and concerns, always yeah. something yeah. to be praying yeah. about. And so what do you do? What do, how do you feel about that? And what is your response? Every time it's our nation's birthday, yeah. you're like, oh God, help us. How do you us. celebrate July 4th? Yes. You know, what do you do? especially if you have children, how do you pass on to them that preamble that we just heard? You know, that our rights derive from God, not from man. They're inalienable. God gave me these rights. Don't kill me. <laughs> Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. What does that speak to us? The founding of our nation in this way. But Joy, so we'll speak about that more in the next segment. But over the weekend, so much happened in this weekend. It was a wonderful weekend. One of them was an ordination, right? Yes of Daniel Sessions. So we had a, a priest ordained in our diocese, and it was such a time of rejoicing for the whole diocese, for his family, the diocese, all the religious associations and orders. The place was absolutely packed out. All of our priests in the diocese seemed to, to be there for this. Mm -hmm. The deacons. And Bishop Raker laid hands mm -hmm. and, and ordained Daniel Sessions. Beautiful, beautiful young man. A special relationship with the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the thing that was so special for me, Joy, is that Daniel, uh, you know, was conceived and was was baptized in the Episcopal Church at right. my parish when mm -hmm. I served as an Episcopal priest. So at my hands, he was baptized. Yes. And now we come 20-something years later, and he's ordained a priest, and I made sure I received the Eucharist from him. Mm -hmm. And I went up and looked to his face, and here's the little kid that I baptized with his hand giving me the body, blood, soul, and divinity of mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Man... That was great. It was that really. That was so beautiful, how merciful mm. of God to do that, and to bring us both into the Catholic faith. Right. And so his parents, his mom was born and raised Catholic. Yeah. His grandparents were Catholic. <clears throat> and the mom left the church and then uh, came back to the church. You came back to the yeah. church. I'm a convert. So I came <clears throat> home. And two things I love about my life. I love being a Catholic, mm. and I love being an American. 
I love being your wife. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I love being your wife. I love being the mother of my children and Nona to all of yeah. my grandchildren. Yeah. And so, but these are things that nothing happens by accident. You have to be pretty intentional about what you believe and your morals and your values and how you live and how you love and also how you pass that on Amen. to your children. And the beautiful thing about our diocese here in Birmingham, that we have the most seminarians that we have ever had, right? Yeah, and so that's nice. exciting. So as a people of God, we need to pray. We need to pray that there's an increase to the priesthood in our diocese, that they're coming up from our pews, and we need to pray for a revival in our land. How are the transcendent and self-evident truths expressed in the Declaration of Independence as relevant today as at America's founding? How are you passing on these truths? Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Oh God, renew your church and bring awakening to our country. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, remember that today we're taking your questions on our show. So if you're watching the live broadcast, you know it's Monday. Give us a jingle. 1-800-221-9460. Outside North America, 205-271-2980. You can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com. So as we're approaching, right, we have the 4th of July coming up and how are the transcendent and self-evident truths enumerated in the Declaration of Independence created equal in unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as relevant today as at the America's founding? How are you passing on these truths on this July 4th and always? And I think it's something, you know, we turn on the evening news and we could be distraught, we could you get hopeless, you think, oh Jesus, what happened to our country? And it helps us as a people of God, especially um, that we need to pray. We need to pray yeah. for revival. Yeah. We need to pray that we get back to the foundation, um, not only in our country, but also in the church, right? Yeah. Here we are in this Eucharistic revival mm -hmm. and you know, 30% of the people in the church believe in the soul, the real presence, the right. real presence oh. of the Eucharist. And you think, oh my gosh, like right. how did we get here? Yeah. And so we yeah. have to, as a people of God, Catholic, Christians, Americans say, I need to be intentional about how yeah. I live this truth, love this truth, and then share it and pass it on. Yeah, um, you know, our nation is just so unique. I mean, because you just listen to the words again, you know, in the preamble, these are the laws of nature and of nature's God. And what nation speaks like that? Mm -hmm. The laws of nature and of nature's God. These truths are self-evident to every man. We're all created equal and endowed by our creator, not by people who construct laws, not by kings, except the king of kings and the lord of lords. 
these rights come to us from God. This is our founding. And uh, one of the uh, founders, I guess it was Adams, the second president, said, you know, our, our government is dependent upon a virtuous people, mm. a religious people, or it doesn't hold together. Right. A people who believe in self-discipline and have a holy fear of God. Right. And if that ever goes away, he was saying, if that, that leaves us, then we can fall into despotism. Yes. Where you can't, th there's no controlling the people if everybody does what's right in their own eyes. And that, we got a lot of that going on today. Mm -hmm. Some in the church as well as outside of the church. And it just becomes, you know, riotous. And, and Adams was saying, our government isn't made for that. Right. Our government is looking up and has a fear of God, holy fear, a reverence, and the dignity of every human being. Speaking about July 4th here, and uh, maybe it's a little bit heavy, maybe it's just about what you eat and barbecue and so on, but you know, it's like- But it's real, it's like it is that, and we do that with our family. We get together, we all of our children, our grandchildren get together. Yes, we have fun, we go to the pool, we have a barbecue, everybody brings favorite snacks and treats and everything, and we have fireworks and we play volleyball games. But before we do that, I mean, there's an intentionality of to say, what, what is this holiday about? What are we doing? Why are we off? Why are we, what are we celebrating? And so it's an opportunity for the parents and the grandparents to share with the children right. and even to ask them yeah. to say, well, what does this holiday celebration mean we to you? We always say that. Yeah. It's kind of like the Passover where the children are saying, why are we doing this right. tonight? What's going on? And I always say to them, and they know, the kids. <laughs> they know I'm going to ask them the question. Well, and their parents educate them and say, this is what this is about. And Baba's going to ask you this question. So you need to have the right answer. So we want to hear from you all. We want you to call in and you know, just tell us what July 4th is like for you. We know it's a lot of fun, play and so on. But, you know, what are we passing on to them about the uniqueness of the United States of America? Mm -hmm. What makes us a constitutional republic and not a communist nation? Right. Or a socialist nation. N not that our former government is perfect but that our rights derive from God and we should have a holy fear of God and we should mutually respect the sacredness and dignity of every human being. A comment here, Joy. It says, our God-given right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is still self-evident and it remains that no one can impose their secular beliefs upon us or demand that we abandon our faith or condone what we know offends God. May God have mercy on us all. And that's from Holly on Facebook. You know, we work at a pregnancy medical center in downtown Birmingham, and we get to see the decay of morality. Now, the state of Alabama is a life state, yeah. meaning in the state of Alabama, we were one of the states when last year, when the Supreme Court ruled that abortion had to go back to the states, that it was no longer the law of the land, that the states would then make those decisions. Yeah. We decided as a state that life began when sperm met egg at, con at, conception. at conception, and so that was to be a value, that that life was to be respected. Not that it had to have a heartbeat or not. It was one of the strictest laws in the land. Yeah. Well, but the deal is, is that one day last week, I'm sitting in a counseling room with three beautiful people, all very different from me, who had really different morals and values and beliefs, but they needed to know that God loved them. And they were in an unplanned pregnancy, maybe a crisis for them. And how were we all going to 
love and serve this client to the best of our ability. The boyfriend, he was, for whatever reason, he believed that abortion was wrong. And I asked him, where did you get those morals and beliefs? Where do you get that from? Like, why do you think that way? And he said, I don't know. I just, that's just what I believe. Mm. And, um, and I don't want her to do this. It's self-evident. Right, yeah. because there was something written on the law of his heart or in his morals or in his formation, in, his, mm. in the way that he was raised that made him think that life was sacred from the moment of conception. And it deserved to be defended. And so, so I see it on a daily basis. And yet there'll be another human being who will sit there and go, I don't want it. I don't want to, I don't want to do adoption. I don't want a parent. I want an abortion. And this is how this has to go. So you can see the conflict and it's just, it's like, God help us. We need a revival. And you know what? These people declared themselves to be Christians. I'm a Christian and I can have an abortion and I'm going to be good to go and it's okay. And if in the past we've made those decisions, those poor life choices, there is mercy, there is grace, there is healing. But see, this is what we have to come back to. What is right? Is there a right? Is there a wrong? Am I a man? Am I a woman? What am, you know, it just gets so confusing. And so we as a people of God have to love well and know what we believe and then be be able to articulate what we believe and defend it for the sake of God and for the sake of our country. You've got to pass it on. Right. It's like our nation doesn't have grandchildren. They're going to be converted to this particular, to to our Lord and our God in a particular uh, political way, form of government that has this transcendent truths that you can't take away. Right. And even, even though the Declaration of Independence, right, we're saying that created equal, everybody wasn't equal in our nation. We right. had slavery at the time we're saying this. Right. And, and the forefathers would debate all of that. But those words transformed our nation because God continued to echo the truth into us. You can't hold slaves. You can't belittle anybody uh, in this way because we're all created we had to fight, maybe we didn't have to fight a war, but, but we, we did. did. Slavery mm-hmm. and the Jim Crow laws, women's suffrage, they have the right to vote of equal dignity, worth and value. Where does that come from? Divine providence. There's something coming from above. There's something over us, something written upon our hearts. We're all created equal. And this will go on and on and on mm-hmm. within our nation until we respect one another, equal justice under the law, and we'll continue to reform. But if we don't have that, fear and reverence of absolute truths, then it's your truth, my truth, the toughest truth, the most powerful people, and they're laying it on the people. Right. And it gets, just gets out of control. Here's another comment. Okay, it, said, it amazes me how insightful our forefathers were, and it still holds true today. We must continue to pray that these principles survive even though they seem to be threatened. We must persevere and stay close to mm. God in our families and in our daily lives. And this is from Mariana in Abilene, Texas. Yeah. And you know, that is true. We, I believe that right now, I mean, it grieves my heart to see where we are as a nation and how far we have come. And then you look at the world, you're just like, oh my gosh. And you know what, you know, I believe the only answer is God and the church is the only answer. So today in this finest day in which we find ourselves living and being and breathing, you could say, God, why am I alive for a time such as this? You, we all need to be light and salt. 
because you know what? The world is dying to hear the truth. Amen. We And we just like, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody. People are hurting and they have lost their way. And we, in love and, and bringing them back to everything that is good and true and beautiful. And I believe the church that this is our finest hour. And mm -hmm. I hope and pray to dear God that the people of God rise up and that we'd say, we didn't miss this, that we did this. We went fighting for everything that was good and true and beautiful. Yeah, we need to know what's good and true and beautiful. We need to understand our form of government as imperfect as it might be, but the uniqueness of it and, and that we can aspire if we're alive, life, liberty, to have true liberty and pursue happiness, right. to accrue, to have land, mm -hmm. not to be told you can only make this amount of money, you, you gotta live over here and over there. Those are different forms of government. Yeah. But if we don't understand a form of government, we're not sharing that with our children. And say, God will give us power to live this. Every generation has to own the Catholic faith. Every generation has to own what we're about. Or Christians owning Jesus Christ mm -hmm. is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Yeah. We're not ruled by our own way. We're ruled by the, the king and what he said and the laws that are here in terms of a constitutional republic and it works beautifully. But if everybody, everybody's going to say, I don't have to believe that. Mm -hmm. Everybody just does what's right. We mobilize you know, riotous groups to, to you know, crash police cars and step on police cars even though you know, they're bad eggs in every religion and, and, and all this stuff. It, so it's getting out of control. And our, mm -hmm. and our founder said, if we don't have virtue, we don't have religion, we don't discipline ourselves, then it will be, let's get the military together. Right. Yeah, we don't want that. We want people to consent and to assent to the, to the dream and to the vision that is America and to that statement. You know, self-evident, all created equal, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, because that has transformed the world. Right. That has inspired other nations mm -hmm. to live in this way. It's a dream, but we have to make it come true. Right, and we have to believe and we have to live it. Here's another comment. It said, all, all are equal in the eyes of God. And I wish there were a proverb that stated, as for me and my country, mm. we will serve the Lord. God, God blessed America because it was founded on Christian principles. As the passage from the Declaration of Independence makes clear, some seem to hate this great nation and seek to maliciously destroy us from within. Christianity itself is under attack, and some have even tried to label Christianity as a hate organization. <laughs> but we know we must remain faithful, and that if a nation turns away from God, it will come to ruin. Let's not let that happen. Let's keep our eyes on Christ, remain humble, and be faithful to our covenant with God and our Creator. May God continue to bless America. And this is Sam from Easton, Pennsylvania. Thank mm. you, Sam. That was well written, well thought out, and it's true. And we have to be humble because it's, you know, I can remember growing up in the 60s, well, you know, and this was the verbiage, you know, if you're not hurting anybody, that's your truth, this is my truth. And you just kind of keep winking an eye at sin. And then the problem is we became blind and now we don't even know what sin is anymore. And so we have to pray yeah. to dear God that we come back. So let's enjoy ourselves July 4th. Yes. Let's, let's feast, and, but understand that people paid a great price that we can have the freedoms and the liberties that we do. Thank you to all military families, veterans, those who've lost their lives, and uh, to keep this nation great. May we all do our part. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away.
Welcome back. Well, before we wrap up today's show, we're going to go to Rome to check in with beautiful Joan Lewis. Now, Joan, what is it like celebrating the 4th of July in Rome? Well, greetings from Rome to everyone at home as we look to our great holiday of independence, and that is to say July 4th. Now, you know, living overseas does not diminish one's love for one country. In fact, it can even grow. As they say, the heart absence makes the heart grow fonder. Now, the colors of the flag when you're overseas, they seem a little brighter. Patriotic songs seem a little more heartfelt. And you know, on this day, we expats for the holiday of the 4th, we expats love to be together. And there's a lot of celebrations in Rome. You see, there's three embassies in Rome, one to Italy, one to the Holy See, and one to Rome-based United Nations organizations. Each of those has a July 4th party on a different day. Now, those parties feature the presentation of the colors, music, patriotic and otherwise, and sometimes offered by a branch of the military, maybe the Navy, Navy Band. The ambassador, of course, always gives a speech, and there's huge quantities of hot dogs, hamburgers, potato salad, ice cream, and always a cake that is decorated like or in the shape of a U.S. flag. Now for me, the U.S. flag, it means love, love of my country. It means respect, memories of past celebrations, many of course in the U.S. And it also makes me think of the wonderful, beautiful, special country where I was born. The country whose declaration of independence has powerful words for all of mankind. So today I want to talk about the flag, but not in my words, but in the words of Vermont-born servant of God, Joseph Dutton. Now Joseph worked on the island of Molokai for 44 years alongside Saints Damien and Marianne Cope. And he was a caregiver and a friend to the hundreds of victims of leprosy who had to live there in exile. Now on December 24th, 1909, and by the way, at the time, Hawaii was a U.S. territory. There was the raising of the flag over a new leprous area. And here's what Dutton said. A great uprising on Molokai. The flag goes up. The leprosarium opens. Uncle Sam is on deck. And he continued. Our flag raising this day, said Dutton, conforms to a time-honored custom among Americans of having the flag as a partner in the affairs of life. Looking backward along the vista, we see our faithful colors everywhere waving. In each country, there's more or less respect for the flag of that country, but nowhere does any flag command greater affection than our own star-spangled banner in its native land. The American takes it in his family as an honorary member thereof. It goes with him throughout life as a trusted companion. Our starry banner is a sponsor for so many high ideals, for such practical good. It's the expression of our hopes. It signifies national power. It defends the weak, inspires the patriot, and ever declares for justice, purity, and valor. So I say God bless Joseph Dutton, God bless the flag, 
God bless the United States of America. And wherever you are, celebrate July 4th. Joan, so very well said. Thank you so much. I'm thinking of a president, I think you know who he is, who said, don't ask what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And on this July 4th, as we come into it, let us obey the word of the Lord. If my people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves and pray, if they'll seek my face and turn from wicked ways, I'll forgive their sin. I'll hear from heaven. I'll heal their land. Oh God, heal America. Forgive us our sins. Heal us. Renew us. Shed your grace upon us. God bless you. God bless all of your loved ones. You're an important part of this family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.